Uh, I want to talk to us today, um, as you know, here in our church, we've been talking about uh, James 1.22, about being not only hearers, but uh, doers only, and moving outside of these four walls to be the church. It's easy to live righteous and by the Spirit in the church, because that's your atmosphere. It's when you leave out of here that we uh, sometimes uh, fall a little short, being kind. We fall short of living and walking by the Spirit. And so um, if we claim to be spiritual but do not walk in the Spirit, are we really spiritual? And I'm speaking of godly spiritual. So if you claim to be one thing but you really don't, uh, your, your expressions, your examples, your fruit doesn't show that, then are you really walking in the Spirit? No, that's a good answer. It's a good answer. So I want to talk to us today from Galatians 5, starting at verse 16, um, on this topic. Live in the Spirit so we can walk in the Spirit. You, you, you have to live one way in order to walk that way. You, you can't say I'm living this way and then your walk produces something else and, and live in a lie saying, well, I am a Christian, but I'm not living a Christian life. Does that make sense? So if you, if you say you're doing one thing, you ought to be doing it. It's what, what the writer here is telling us. So in Galatians 5.16, it says this. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, if you're having trouble living a righteous life and you're always falling back to the lust of the flesh, it might be that we're not walking truly in the Spirit. Well, Pastor, that's a little more difficult than, than, you, than, than, than you know. And I said, I, I agree. But what, let's listen to the Word of God. I say then, walk in the Spirit. I didn't write this. Walk in the Spirit and read it with me. Is it up on the screen already? Yeah. And you, who? Same, say me. me. Shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, I didn't come up with that. That's what the Bible says. If you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if we're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, can we say that you're probably not walking, walking in the Spirit? Yeah. Because he says if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm not talking about making a mistake and tripping up and stumbling. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about practicing. I'm talking about continual practicing things. The Bible says walk in the Spirit. And that word Spirit is capital S. That's that the Holy Spirit that we're kind of ashamed of sometimes. Come on. That we, oh, I don't mind saying it, but not, not, not around my friends. Come on, we, 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 we get that away. Oh, the Holy Spirit, oh, they think we're weird. You talk about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, oh, they're weirdos. Well, damn me to be a weirdo then. Because the Holy Spirit is all throughout the Bible, even Old Testament. The Holy Spirit is, is do you understand that Jesus is not here with you right now? Jesus is not here with you right now. The Holy Spirit is here with you. Yes, there are the Trinity three in one, but the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said this, if, if I leave you and I'm going to, what is this? I'm going to go and I'll prepare a place for you, but if I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter to be with you. That's who is here today. We have not embraced the personhood of the Holy Spirit. 
We just think he's the lesser agent somewhere doing something, but it's God and Jesus, and, and they're doing all the thing. But the Holy Spirit is what's here with us today. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts. No, Jesus doesn't convict you. The Holy Spirit convicts. Do you know that you can't even come to Christ without the Holy Spirit drawing you? Scripture says that you can't even come to him unless the Spirit draws you. It is the agent, that Holy Spirit is the agent that is working in the world today. Now, don't leave here and say, oh, the pastor said, oh, we can do away with Jesus. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying we've got to start embracing the Holy Spirit and his importance in our life as Christians that live on this earth. Verse 17 says this, for the, lust, for the flesh, that's anybody in the flesh today? If you're here, <laughs> you're in the flesh, all right? If you're alive, you're in the flesh, Okay, so, so you're so if you're in the flesh, so if if for the flesh lust against the spirit, it's a natural enemy. Watch this. Now that spirit is capital S, the Holy Spirit. And the spirit is against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. There's a fight when you wake up in the morning. My daddy used to say he's a good boy as long as, he ain't, uh, uh, long as he's asleep and ain't dreaming bad dreams. But when I wake up, when you wake up, our flesh, if we're not careful, goes to war with our spirit because we want to do things we're not supposed to do. Now, I know it would be none of y'all in here, but I have a problem sometimes doing things that old flesh wants to do because the flesh and my spirit, they're fighting. They're tugging at each other. And the one I feed the most is going to get the strongest. And if you're going through the week and you're thinking, why am I failing in this area of my life? Why is the, the lust of the flesh taking over here or this? What, why is this happening? What are you feeding? I can help you. You're feeding that lust of the flesh something more than you're feeding the spirit, your spirit. Pastor, you know, I, I pray th three times a day. Okay. What's your point? I read my Bible. Okay. Are you going deep in the Word of God? Are you just reading it so you can say you read it? If you're still dealing in, in with the lust of the flesh, you're not digging into God's Word. When you walk in the Spirit, you're going deep into God. You're getting into the nuts and the bolts of this thing. And you, that's where we've got to be, church. The enemy is out to get you. Do you understand that? <clears throat> Do you understand that the enemy is not giving you anything? Do you understand that the enemy, you got to take everything from him? you got to fight. The Bible says that your, your spirit and your flesh is fighting with each other. It's, it's, it's enmity. They're against each other. And I'm here to tell you that if we'll start feeding the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit have way in your life, I promise you some of these things that you're fighting in the flesh will begin to drop off because that spirit's going to get stronger within you. That would be an amen moment. The reason we don't like that is because that requires us to do something. You got to cut the television off and start cutting on some good preaching somewhere. You got to, you got to cut that music off and put your, your little, uh, what do they call them now, them little things? What? I got nine different things AirPods, earbuds, something. Those things you put in your ear. And, and we listen to all kind of junk. And we wonder, well, why, why am I drawn to, to looking at women when that's what you listen to on the radio? Why am I drawn to drinking? Come on. Why am I drawn to pornography? It's because of what you're feeding yourself. Quit feeding that thing. It'll die. 
Well, amen. Let me move on. You're so excited. Let me move on. Verse 25 says, if we live in the Spirit, watch this. Let us also walk in the Spirit. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. Church, it's time that we start walking in the Spirit. That means we got to turn loose some of these things that we've been doing. Just because we've been doing them and they look right don't mean they're right. I thought you'd like this one. I'm going to try to hurry and get in three things that you cannot do and expect to walk in the Spirit. There's going to be three things that dealing with the Holy Spirit that you cannot do and expect to walk in the Spirit. You ready? If you're taking notes, watch this. Three things you cannot do. Number one, if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Number one. We cannot resist the Holy Spirit. How many of you know you can resist the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit doesn't come in and just uh, topple you and take over your life and and do what he wants to in your life. That's not the way it works. He's a gentleman. He'll come to you and he wants you to surrender. He wants you to make that advancement. But he's not going to come in and just bulldoze you over like a big locomotive and run you over and say, I got you. It's not the way it works. You can resist the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 7, verse 51 says this. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the heart and the ears. That heart's that very thing that gives us life. That's where everything happens. Uh, We were talking about it earlier today. You know, you can be brain dead as long as that heart's still living. You can still live. But that heart stops. Your brain can be great and you're dead. But if you don't circumcise that heart, guess what? It's fed by what? Two things. There's, remember, there's this war, and there's two things going on. And if you feed in that heart, that lustful stuff, that worldly stuff, guess what's going to grow? That worldly stuff, that flesh, and then that spirit's going to die. Your heart's living, and so whatever you feed it with is what's going to come out. If you feed it junk, guess what? You're going to live in junk. If you feed it good stuff, guess what? That's what you're going to walk in. You're going to be walking in the Spirit. Amen? So watch this. It says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your hearts, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. You resist. You know what stiff-necked means right here? There used to be a thing you put on oxen, and it was a yoke. And an ox, when he didn't want to do something, and it, because he knew he was going to go to the field and plow, he would stiffen up his neck so they couldn't get that yoke around it. Because he knew when he surrendered to the yoke, he was, someone else was in control of him. So he would stiffen up his neck and make it real big so that they couldn't get that yoke over it. And the Bible's talking about you're a stiff-necked people. You're swelling up like you want my promises. You want to walk in the Spirit, but you don't want to surrender to me. You want to stiffen your neck so that I can't take control. You want to be in control, but you want my blessings. And I find nowhere in Scripture where that ever works. Come on, it's good preaching, preacher. Stay with me. You'll like it better in a minute. That can also, watch this. I want to just bring this, this out here. It says, you always resist. That word resist means to run against, to oppose the dismemberment of a corpse by decay. Now, I thought that was interesting, to, to, to dismember a corpse by decay. You know what that means? Decay doesn't happen right now. Decay is a little by little by little. If we were to go look at a 
cadaver or a corpse right now, guess what we would see? Full body. Come back in three weeks, you'd see some more of that deteriorated back. And, and come back in three more weeks, guess what? It would just keep deteriorating little by little by little. And that's what happens to a spiritual. We come to church and, well, you know, we, we had a bad week. We just didn't get in. And, and then that goes on for six weeks. And guess what? You start deteriorating little by little by little. And, and he says, your fathers did the same thing. They, they, they wandered from me and they decayed. They, they just kind of died off. And I think that's happening in a lot of churches in America today. Did you know this year, 2022, that 3,500 3, churches will close this year? To never reopen again. I'm not talking about shut down for a few weeks. 3,500. What happened? Why do we not have a house full? Why are our children not wanting to come to church? Come on, because we're feeding them the flesh. Verse 52, Acts 57, Acts 7, verse 52. Which of the prophets did your fathers persecute? No, not persecute. It's a question. They killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become uh, the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. He, what he's saying is that you got the law. And your forefathers, they, they offered Christ up to be what? Sacrificed. They murdered him. He said, and you're following the same steps. You're doing the same thing, thinking you're going to get a different result. If we're offering everything to God except ourselves, what's going to happen? You're going to die and you're going to decay spiritually. That thing inside of you that's supposed to grow spiritually is being, uh, being weakened because you're not feeding it. If we're going to say we're spirit-filled, walking in the spirit, then let's act like it. Let's see some fruit that says I'm spirit-filled. Don't be ashamed. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. So when you resist him, the next thing that happens is this, number two. You grieve the Holy Spirit. First thing happens is you resist. I don't don't think I want to do that. Then second, grieve. You grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 25. The word grieve means to, uh, to grief, to have grief, or to annoyance, just to grieve, okay? And so the Bible says in uh, verse 25, Ephesians 4, 25, Therefore, putting away lying. I know nobody knows lies. If we do, we don't mean to. Right? Some of you might be full-blown liars. I don't know. I'm just... Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Glory to God. I love the first part of that. Be angry. Y'all are not being honest with yourselves today. Be angry and sin not. How many of you gotten angry this week? rest of you are lying. If you're living outside of your house, matter of fact, if you're the only one in your house, you'd still be mad because you forgot where you put something. But if you got one other person living in your house, you, you got angry at some point this week. Some husband didn't pick up his drawers off the floor. S- some woman didn't, didn't cook it right. Come on, she didn't clean right. Come on. Be angry. Don't sin. <laughs> Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. 
This is how you grieve the Holy Spirit. No, give place to the devil. Anybody give me a place to the devil today? Oh, no, not me, preacher. Not me, not me, not me. If I could take your phone right now and you hadn't deleted anything on it, could I see that you give place to the devil? Could I go to your, to your uh, cable bill and see that maybe you gave a little place to the devil? Could I go into your search history on your computer and see that maybe you gave a little place to the devil, maybe just a little? Well, I wasn't lusting too much, preacher. She had all of her clothes on except everything but the top and bottom. Well, it's giving place to the devil. I knew you were going to like this. I knew it in my spirit. Elizabeth, I just knew they was going to like it. Verse 28, let him who stole steal no longer. I hope none of you are stealing in here. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. You're supposed to go to work if you can go to work. Verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Now, I know nobody has let corrupt words this week, Andrew. Nobody in, in this congregation has done that. No corrupt word. Amen? <laughs> I'm with you. Come on, there's two of us in the house today. Glory to God. No corrupt word. What does that mean? I don't mean that you're out uh, cussing and stuff. What is a corrupt word? Maybe you tore down somebody with your tongue. Maybe you didn't lift them up when you knew they was going through something, but you went ahead and threw a little bit more gas on the fire. Come on, let no corrupt word. That's hard. When somebody's going through something or you get together in your little circle and, boy, you get to talking, and all of a sudden, man, you, oh, it's so good. You just can't stand. You got to, let me tell you what happened. You start talking about stuff. And for as long you're talking and it feels so good and you're lying. You're just making up stuff because it sounds good and it fits the conversation. And I know nobody's ever done that in here. But that's the way it happened. It starts with a corrupt word. <clears throat> but what is good for necessary edification that it might impart grace to the hearers. That's what we should be saying. Let's, in, let's edify and build up and that it impart grace to the hearers. That's what we should be saying about people. Amen? Verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you. You're not even supposed to entertain it. It's just put all that away. How can you put that away, Pastor? There's so much that happens to me in life. How can I put that away? you got to learn to walk in the Spirit. you got to feed the Spirit more than you feed in the flesh. Had someone tell me one time about gossip. Said, I know how to stop gossip. I said, how is that? They said, when they start talking, just jump right in the middle and say, I'm not participating in it today. Well, that'll shut him up. We ought to try it. Amen? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. 
That'd be good. That's a good thing. So first we resist the Holy Spirit, and then we grieve the Holy Spirit by, by a lot of our, what we embrace and our corrupt talk and how we respond to people. Okay? And thirdly, and I'm going to hurry and close, when you resist and you grieve, here's what follows next. You'll quench the Holy Spirit. That's what's going to happen. In that order. You first you'll resist Him because you don't want to surrender. Then you're going to grieve Him because He wants you to surrender to Him. And then you'll quench Him. Then you'll be making statements like, I don't even know why I go to church. Ain't nothing going on up there. I don't feel nothing. Don't sense nothing. Preacher ain't doing no good. He ain't preaching to me. I don't know. He just preached the same stuff. Maybe because you need the same stuff. Maybe because you ain't got it. My daddy used to whoop me a lot. Same whooping. But I needed it because I did something different. But after a while, I got the point. You know, I decided that when I was a senior in high school, after my daddy made me lay down on my bed, on his bed, and take my drawers down, and he gave me a whooping, I decided then, you know what, I think I'm gonna, I've learned this. Marty, you keep your mouth shut, and if he says it, you jump. Took me a while, about 17, 18 years, but I figured that out. My daddy hadn't whooped me since. <laughs> Come on. Oh, he could. If he said, get in there, take your pants off. Yeah. He's 77. Probably still could. Hallelujah. So the last thing is we do, we're going to quench the spirit. Quench means to extinguish, to suppress, to stifle. Did you hear that? It means to stifle, suppress, to extinguish. You ever had a fire extinguisher and put out something? It goes out. And we resist and you grieve. Guess what? The next step is you're putting it out. And then you can't live by the spirit then. You're just, it's out. There's nothing in you. You're just burnt out. Amen? So watch this. In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to read them quickly. I know you want to go, but I'm going to hurry. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, there's 18 things listed in this next passage. 18 of them that will quench the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. We urge you to recognize those over you. When you don't recognize those in authority over you and spiritually, you're quenching, uh, uh, over you spiritually, you're quenching the Spirit. Now, I'm not saying that because we don't have any of that issue here. I'm telling you these 18 because they're in Scripture. Okay? That's number, <clears throat> number two. And if you don't recognize who labor, those that labor among you, Give honor where honor is due. You can quench the Holy Spirit. Well, I didn't know that, Pastor. Well, it's, it's in the Word. Verse 13. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. It's not because they ask you to, but because of what they're doing, they're doing the work of the Lord. You're to esteem them very highly according to Scripture. Be at peace among yourselves. Well, that'd be great. How many of you know people get mad at each other in the church? Get mad at each other. Just be at peace among you, among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. People got a problem with that. You can't tell me nothing. I'm my own person. Well, you're quenching the spirit. I'm not talking about from a crazy preacher. I'm just talking about if you can't be teachable and you're unruly and you can't be warned, you're quenching the spirit. Don't think that you can go do something. Don't think that you're going to operate and walk in the Spirit because the Bible says you're, that quenches, that extinguishes it. There's some things you can do to resist, and there's some things you can do to grieve. There's some things just puts it out altogether. 
Um, be patient. Oh, excuse me. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. We're supposed to do these things. If we're not patient with everybody, if we're not upholding the, the tender-hearted, if we're not undergirding people, you know what you're quenching the spirit? Never thought about it like that. I didn't either until I began to read. And I thought, Lord Jesus, man, I've been quenching you a lot. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. Like that fellow told us this morning, what did he say, Scott? He said, if you don't do this, I'm going to come back. Remember what he said this morning? He said, I'll come back to you, just church. I said, well, okay, that's what you got to do. We had a little meeting for church. There's so much stuff, fun stuff goes on before you ever get here. I thought, well, hallelujah, glory to God. How can I be angry and not sin? Because I wanted to, I was already angry. I just wanted to sin. I had half of it down. I said, well, don't sin. I know y'all are not that way. When people cut you off on the road and stuff, and they don't do that. No. Take your parking spot. That person is doing 27 in the left lane, and somebody's doing 26 in the right lane, and they're racing to see who's going to be last. And you're late for work. you got three minutes. You know it's 10 minutes to work. <laughs> But always pursue love, what is good for both yourselves and for all. Watch this. Rejoice always. How many of you got up this morning rejoicing? I did. I don't every day, though. Come on. Rejoice. How many of you going to get up in the morning? I'm, praise God, I'm going to work. Glory to God. Yes, I'm. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Let me explain pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing does not mean that you've you got to stay on your knees 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pray without ceasing means when you're walking, when you're delivering the mail. You're delivering the mail, and you're all by yourself except those German shepherds on your tail. You know, you want to pray, right? You want to pray. Pray hard. I mean, like deep hard. Like, Lord, kill this thing now, you know, because uh, I can't run fast. I got this big mail thing, and uh, Pray without ceasing. When you're going from house to house and it's you, you by yourself, you and the Lord, and, you, and, and somebody comes into your spirit about that you know is going through something. You know, you can say a prayer. Lord, would you just minister to them? Lord, would you help them? Would you bless them? Lord, you know what they need. And boom, you can move on. And in a little bit, guess what? And when, you get, and when you practice that, the Lord said, he's praying. And guess what? There'll be more things come to your mind. Now, that is not a substitute for your personal prayer time. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that throughout the day, you can be walking down Walmart and, and something, the Holy Spirit, if you walk in the Spirit, will quicken you about somebody. And you can pray for them, just simple prayer. You ain't got to fall on your knees and flop around in the floor and speak in tongues. and all. You ain't got to do all that. You simply just pray. God hears you. Okay? Come on. This is good stuff. Verse 18, and everything give thanks. For this, watch, is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. All these things we've been listening, that's the will of God for you. And then he goes on, and, and it's like there's, uh, oh, and by the way, here's a few more. And he says this, do not quench the spirit. That's the will of God that you don't quench the spirit. And then he lists these things of how you can quench. So don't do these things, because if you do these things, you're going to quench me. And that ain't my will. I want to have liberty to work in your life. That's what he's saying. 
He says, don't quench the spirit. In other words, don't extinguish me. Verse 20, do not despise prophecies. Woo! This is the Bible. Don't despise prophecies. Sometimes people got a word for you. I'm not talking about prophets in the Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament prophet. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that kind of prophet. Sometimes people have a word from you. The Lord's really spoke to them about something that, that he already spoke to you about. Now, look, when people give you a word, he already spoke to you first. You just so stubborn, stiff neck, you won't listen. And he'll send somebody else by and say, listen up, I'm trying to get your attention. Because he's going to come to you first. Guaranteed, he's coming to you first. Because we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and we have an advocate with the Father, okay? We, we have that. Why is he going to go around the circle first if he can come straight to you? He won't. He's going to come to you first. He's going to try to get it, me and you. And if you don't listen, he'll send somebody by with a word and say, look, I, I, this is what I see. This, this is something that's in the future. This is, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. He'll do that. It's prophecy, Okay? We'll talk about that more in some of our Go Deeper classes. But that's, that's, what, that's what that is. So don't despise those things. Don't say, oh, they're weirdos. Oh, those weirdos. They gave me a word. I give you a word. If you want to uh, have some groceries at the end of the week, go to work. That's the word. That's the prophecy. It is. Right? Amen. If he's telling you to do it, you playing hooky from going to work. You ain't going to eat next, in the end of the week. Your check going to be short. Well, glory. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. In other words, test those things, but hold fast what's good. And abstain from every form of evil. Abstain from every form of evil. If it looks like it, it smells like it, it probably is evil. You know when you're playing with the devil. You know when you're flirting with him. You know when that woman flirts with you at work or that man. You know when you flirt back. You know when you're flirting with the devil. You know what happened. You know when you're getting out. out oh, I shouldn't have said that. That, 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 probably, that wasn't even right. Maybe it wasn't real bad. It just wasn't right. Abstain from the very form of evil. Why do you want to go there? If you do that, guess what? You're starting to feed that. And I'm closing with this. If we resist the Holy Spirit, then we will grieve the Holy Spirit, which will lead to quenching the Holy Spirit every time. Every time. Will you bow with me? I'm going to bless you before we go. So glad to see you all here today. So glad to have Jones is with us. Lord our God. Amen. All your babies. They fit in, I can tell you that. We got babies. So good to have all of your visitors with us today. I mean, let me bless you. Father, I just ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that uh, you would bless the people. Lord, that favor would, would come their way. Lord, from you, as number 624 says, that favor from you, that your face would shine upon us. Lord, uh, Psalms 91, blessing, Lord. Lord, that uh, you would allow peace to rest upon our rooftops, Lord. That increase in promotions and jobs and, and prosperity would come our way. The health would be in our paths, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for blessings, Lord, upon every person under the sound of my voice. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone says, amen and amen.